Hello, Kiora. Welcome back. I am Eliza and this is Motion Poetry. This week I will be reading another long poem that was written in one sitting. It's called Wet, the Feminine Famine, and it contains quite a lot of coarse language and adult themes. Once again, I will be sharing with you some insights into my creative process of making dance and poetry. In part two, I'll be leading you through a body awareness warm-up. In part three, providing you with some tasks for creative movement. And then in part four, reading the poem. As always, you are invited and encouraged to respond to the poetry readings with movement. Drawing from the tasks we have explored or simply moving in ways that feel natural, interesting or pleasurable for your body today. This experience is about enabling the body to move as it listens to enhance what we hear, noticing our physical availability and sensations to enrich our full body experience of the words. There are no right or wrong movements. Anything can be a dance, so I encourage you to explore moving and notice what you discover. I wrote Wet, The Feminine Famine, when I was travelling in Scotland. I'd been travelling for quite a few months alone, and after numerous failed auditions, I was broke, exhausted, and lonely. I had been spending the week taking morning class with Scottish Dance Theatre in Dundee, and was lucky enough one afternoon to stay and watch during their afternoon rehearsal. I felt frustrated, like I needed to get something out, but I did not know what or how. I made the decision to write, and not stop writing, no matter how judgmental I felt of the content. It was not about creating interesting poetry or phrasing ideas well. It was simply a process to move into and through an uncomfortable sensation within myself while I was in a room full of relative strangers. The dancers were rehearsing a work by Colette Sadler called Ritualia. I had very little context of the work, the choreographer or the dancers. They were in close proximity to me, and the movement had a kind of beautiful artifice and a refined performative tension. They held themselves as if to show off their skin, to present their surfaces with a kind of heightened feminine pride. It was kind of queer, kind of baroque and strange and sensual. I simply watched them and I wrote without paying too much attention to what I was writing. A few weeks later, I was sitting with a friend reading some poetry to each other. The book I had with me was mostly full of words from my time in Scotland, and although I had not read back over it, I decided to read this poem. I was surprised that unwittingly the poem had a theme and a kind of nonsensical story. I had accidentally written about feminism and frustration. In hindsight, not so surprising considering the context, I suppose, but interesting to me in terms of understanding with fresh perspective my creative interests that have emerged over the past five years. Between 2015 and 2020, I have created five works which, in one way or another, are an exploration of my relationship to femininity and motherhood. Mostly, they have stemmed from a desire to have children and the conflict I feel in negotiating that desire in an overpopulated world with a dying environment. I realised that this poem was simply a continuation of this ongoing creative and personal fascination. It is a constantly shifting, morphing exploration of ideas that I feel personally within my guts and bones and fascia. What it means to be a woman, to have a body with the capacity to carry life, to be young and to have freedom to choose, to understand my privilege while also feeling my dissatisfaction and fear.
There is conflict in my desires that I cannot reconcile. And with that comes an endless spring of creative tension and energy. I have been lucky enough to channel that creative tension into movement with numerous strong wahine throughout the creation of these five works. But I am aware that not everyone is as lucky as I am. The conflict and confusion we experience in our lives are held in our bodies in the most subtle tensions. So for this week's dance, I'd like to actively explore what it is to move from, with and through our tensions. Before we get into that though, let's begin with our warm-up micro dance. So find a place, standing where you have some space around you and you feel safe to move. Begin by standing up on your two feet. And when you're ready, if you like, you can close down the eyes. Become aware of the sensations in the body. Begin to scan down from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, noticing the sensations. Moving past your eyebrows, your mouth, your jaw, down past your neck, your collarbones, past your rib cage, your upper arms, your belly, your lower arms, your pelvis and your hands, scanning down over your thigh bone and your knees, noticing the sensation in the front of your shins and the back of your calves and down into your feet. Continue noticing the sensations in the body with an open awareness. Noticing which areas are interesting to you, where there's a more heightened sensation. And as you do so, begin to notice little micro shifts that are already happening. As always, we come into stillness to realize that we're not still at all. The body is always in motion. So start to notice the little shifts, folds, releases of tension. Begin to play gently with those shifts and those releases. Expand them just infinitesimally. The head falls slightly to the side. We take it just half a centimetre further. And as you do so, notice the tension that comes into your body to recalibrate, to hold you standing. See if you can undo some of that tension and notice potentially what new movement that brings. So 
So we're engaging in a dance of continuously scanning through the body, shifting our attention and our awareness to notice our sensations, to notice our tiny shifts, tiny readjusts, tiny releases of tension. And allowing ourselves to just amplify those movements ever so infinitesimally. To become aware of the movement that's already happening. And allow that to create our dance. To allow that to inform us which body parts we shift through space. And ever so slowly for yourself, you can begin to grow the volume of the movement. So each shift and replace gets a little bigger. And then we notice the next shift, the next replace, allowing the body to respond. And in response to one movement, we find something else readjusts. And in response to that movement, then something else readjusts. And something else readjusts. And something else readjusts. And again. And again. And again. Continuously shifting, moving. Just by noticing what the body is already doing tuning in to the tiny micro dance that is already happening. And the knee shifts, and the ear shifts, and the elbow shifts, the wrist, the fingertips, the pelvis, the belly, the face, the top of the head, the elbow, the back. Warming up our awareness to our motion that's already happening and using that awareness to inform the next piece of motion and the next and the next and the next. Shift. Shift again. Notice, release. Notice, release. Beautiful. We'll leave our warm-up dance there and we'll move into some tasks. So for this week's tasks, we will begin sitting or lying. You can be in whatever position you like, anything that's interesting to you, but you want to be quite close to the ground. Ah. <sighs> So once we've found the position, we can choose a body part, any body part, maybe start with an arm. And on an in-breath, we're going to lift that body part up off the floor. And on an out-breath, it moves to come back down to the floor somewhere else. 
and then breathe in and a different body part, maybe the chest, rises up off the floor or away from the floor. And then on the out breath, drops back, back down towards the floor. So that's the task. Choose a body part, breathe in, lift it up away from the floor, breathe out, drop it back down to the floor. See if you can shift between body parts that you maybe hadn't thought to move from before. Your nostril, your armpit, the back of your knee, in between your toes. And as I'm reading, a lot of the poems this week have references to body parts. So you can always use those as an indication of which part of your body to move. So quite a simple task this week. Just breathe in, lift up away from the floor, breathe out, lower back down to the floor. So that is the first task that you can experiment with while you're listening to WET. And the second task is kind of a shadow task that you can use over the top of this task or over the top of your micro dance. And basically it's just exploring tension. So imagining that we have a scale of tension from one to 10 and one is as soft and released and relaxed as we can possibly be. And 10 is as tense and switched on and every part of the body is engaged and active as it can possibly be. Uh, so just for a moment, we're going to work our way through that scale. Uh, you can do this in stillness uh, or you can do it in any kind of movement really. So perhaps you could do it with the rising and falling task. Um, so number one, tension. As easy and as soft as you can possibly be. It's like you don't even have muscles. Everything is undone. Everything is mush. Everything is soft and easy. Moving up to number two, there is just the most infinitesimal sense of an activation. A really slight squeezing right in the depth of the bone. And turn on one step further, number three. Activating the body just a little bit more. Just enough to make the movement happen. But with a real sense of ease and softness. Super neutral, super, super economic. It is what it is, nothing more, nothing less. And moving up to four and five, the muscles become a little bit more alert, a little bit more active. 
a little bit more eager to please, to move, to stretch, to squeeze. Beginning to do just maybe slightly more than they have to to make the movement happen. And then moving up to six and seven. Like you're on the edge of something a bit suspenseful. Bringing a bit of excess tension into the body, pressing and squeezing the muscles to make the things happen. And then moving up to eight or nine, it's like you've turned the muscles on so much it's actually making it harder to move. You have to press through the space like the air is cement. And then finally number 10, every single muscle in your body is switched on and active and squeezing and pressing and it's taking all of your energy just to keep everything switched on and release back to one. Cool, so now that we've worked our way through the scale, that was quite, quite a quick exploration of that task, but you have the rest of the poem to explore which of those levels of tension was interesting to you. Uh, so you could stick around 9 or 10 for the whole poem, seeing what it is to hold that tension in your body the whole time as you listen. Or perhaps you're interested to hang around in three or four and just kind of move easily through the air that's not resisting you. And of course you can switch between any of those levels of tension at any point that's interesting to you. Maybe choosing the tension that you think responds most appropriately to the content of the words or the sound of my voice. So those are our tasks for this week rising and falling in tune with our breath in time with our breath uh, you can also do it not in time with your breath but moving further away from and closer to the floor and playing with tension activating excess tension or releasing and undoing tension as much as we possibly can and of course you can always come back to your micro dance so now I will read Wet, The Feminine Famine, and you can explore some of these movement practices. Enjoy! Wet, The Feminine Famine Monsters masticulating imaginary mastectomies. This is the new world, the future. Isms. Ideal testified against on islands, far out to sea, wet, and to the west. Cornucopia of rage and rage-filled cans of coriander-covered cocks, bitter and delicious. This is my testimony, my memory. The relevance of my memory is fading, my lasting potential, attention, a choreographed universe, a unicorn with a purse. That line is frivolous and frankly fucking frustrating. It's not such a clever turn of phrase, turn of head, 
small intimate moment gone unnoticed, giving head, throwing shade, throwing a line and expecting fish, 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 the fundamentals of femininity, don't be a feminist, be a fish, be floppy and grasping and wet, be uncomfortable in the air, more than uncomfortable, be dying, be hard to watch, struggling and strangling yourself with air, your hair is crisp and shiny, gentle and soft, like his member, the way you make it, remember, gentle and soft. To tighten, to press, to ooze. The oil of your skin falls into a puddle forming at your feet, your feet. Let them be low, pressed, pressing and uncomfortable. Let them hold you up and hold you down. This dynasty of dystopian fraudulence, secret flatulence, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means watching the drops of wet slide down the glass, the inside of your leg, across the glass, the ceiling pressed against your head, with the palm of your own hand, a compassionate massage of the ego, egalitarian Brazilian wax. Pussy fresh, pushy flesh, accidental exposure, unplanned violence, coincidental poetry or beauty. Beautiful poetry in the crook of your neck, crack in the rocks. Your neck exists to be a neck, not to hold up your head, not to hold down your body. Let your neck be your neck. Like the neck of the bottle wrapped within his fingers, little scraps of flesh under his nails. Just dust, nothing sinister. The minister had nothing to say. Finally, a man with nothing to say. Or was the minister a woman? Be powerful. It's not so complicated. Just be powerful. You're welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome to come. You're not welcome to come in here. But you're welcome to come over there. Expose your sex. Do not expect repeat cliches again and again and again. Tired repetition. Again and again and again. Tired. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Shakespeare had a time machine. He copied me, copying him, copying me, copying him, copulating. Copious amounts of misgendered, misinformed recognition and token gratitude. The Pope was a woman. Jesus was a woman. Women wept as they swept the tears of men across the carpet. A completely useless act. The wet seeps in, moistens the floorboards beneath. Are you bored of this yet? This endless stream of cream and milk and honey. Honey, I had no idea you felt that way. Let's readdress, redress ourselves, turn our coats inside out and walk outside in the rain, confuse the sky. The wet is inside the jacket, the wet, the wet, the wet, worshipping the wet, wailing for the wet, wondering who will next deliver the wet, bring it, bring the wet, and bring it with warmth and honey. We can always do with more honey, my body is aching, my breasts are enhancing, expanding, Evolving. Syrup. Wet, sugary lust with stirrups. That's not even my kind of turn-on. Playing tricks on me. Inviting myself to a party that I know I'll hate. I hate to keep you too long. I hate to bore you. It's like a worm boring down inside my skin. Skimming the surface like that. Skim milk only to keep the surface slim. Ha! 
caught it right in between my hands. The butterfly that never lands. Landing strip. This land is my land. This land is yours. This land is incomprehensibly irresistible and silly, silly socket asking for a plug. You are whole without an electrical appliance to give you meaning. You can give energy and that's enough to be. Enough to just be. Enough to be held hostage in a wall waiting to be plugged in, turned on and used. Oh no, that's not what I meant. Somehow the incessant positivity became negative noise, a kind of unsympathetic nonsense. That was not the intention. I only had good intentions. I only had you at hello, and then not again after. Not listening, not sharing, just loitering, or hoping for a pash behind the bike racks. Invisible racks for holding bikes. Or was it dykes? In any case, tyre marks left behind on your breasts. Dykes. Next step, motorcycles. Period. Your cycle. It's all too obvious. It's all too obvious. It's all too obvious. Stitched into your surface. Period. Drama. Lost boy's ball sacks. Stitched across your chest to hide your breasts from caring eyes that feed them to the wolves or masses or monsters or university lecturers lost in the past, present, future, past, perfect. You're perfect. The principal participant in this life, this wife of mine, my own, for owning, for ironing and enjoyment. Nothing needs ironing, but some things want it. Some things want to be ironed. Don't leave them wanting. They're just scraps of cloth who want your warmth and wet. Give them heat and damp and pressing. It's what they deserve. Nurturing and caressing. A careless melancholy. No, a morose cacophony. Coughing. 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 That was a stage direction. Coughing from wild exhaustion and too much coffee. Carefree. This is tampons. This is reckless. This is men mouthing your fuckable across the room but wanting to say beautiful. Desperately wanting to say beautiful. It's not their fault. It's not their fault, it's not theirs. It isn't theirs. It isn't there. You won't find it there. You're looking in all the wrong places. Is this going on a bit too long? Even looking with your eyes is the wrong thing to do. You should be searching with your fingertips, seeking the edges of the thing, sensing the surface. This is your surface. Holy Ginsberg, holy hailing a cab for no reason, just to feel like a fancy New Yorker or a white man. Expecting it to stop is the only way to make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. Be less existential. Be less anxious. Be less tired and more salubrious. Solitudinous. Fighting for the snakes and serpents or the salad bowls and sorrows. They are different. I assure you, they're different. All of it is nothing. Nothing is something. Something, something, something. Something begins with S. Slimy hut. No, not quite. She didn't know how to stop. Or how to keep going. Hold on. Hold on tight enough to the letting go, and it won't go anywhere. Again and again. Gain your strength by letting go of your health. Letting go of your heartbeat. Beating drums in hallways that echo the pounding again and again. You can take a pounding. Your paws scratch across the surface. You've not left this room. The lift is to the left, but you will walk up flights and flights of stairs, stepping forward and upward again and again. Something is going downward. Something is descending. Something is decency and acceleration. Acceptance pending. Poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing.
three times for continuation or continuity. Cunt. Took a surprisingly long time to get to cunt. Not planned. Not specific, important or meaningful. Nothing is. Nothing lasts. Nothing tastes like it did last time. The time before. There is a metallic texture on your tongue. Don't force it. You can't force friendship or disappearance or taste. Trends take their time. You won't notice it leave if you try to watch it go. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. And this is the thing that happens after the end. The post-game, meat-game, old flame, tiredness. That one was a continuation. That one was not intended as an elevation. If it gets wet, this whole thing will disappear. Leave the world as you found it, for Christ's sake. Leave the flesh. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. Don't hear the sound of it. You are of sound mind, sound intellect, intelligent in all the necessary ways. Let the world be superfluous. Let the world be ostentatious and something else. Augment the truth. The entire time disappeared and you didn't even stop to eat. Probably for the best, as you look fleshy when you eat. It isn't flashy. Ha! No. Not quite. Close, but not quite. That's what she said, isn't it? Yes. She said those things again and again and again, curled up in the corner thinking, feverishly writing feminism and nonsense over and over and over again. Not over it yet. Not a little bit over it. You can't be in the boat and not in the boat. Not being wet is not a different way of being wet. It's water. It's water. It's water. It's just water. It's warming to know that he makes you wet, but what good will it do? Don't do it. Don't undo it. Don't destroy this opportunity to testify, gesticulate, bump and grind, shape the space of your mind, of your mind. Blinded. No. Suffocated. By the absence of meaningless thought. Too much. Too tired. Too bored. Me too retired. Went home to the country and wept. Waited for the rain to stop, but it never did. Never left. Kept falling. Kept bringing the goddamn motherfucking godforsaken beautiful wet. God, I love the wet. The dripping, wailing, waving, wearing hats at ports, not a dry eye in the house. Wet flags are extra heavy poles for sending them up flimsy. Up the flagpole, rain or shine, wet or dry. Is that a euphemism? Then down again, then up. Up and down and up and down, again and again and again. Then dancing at the bottom of it, celebrating something. Celebrating something different to the person next to you and them celebrating something different to the person beside them. But still, celebrating together. And then again and again and again and again, just watching again. The act is part of the waiting. Part of the patience and the learning or platitude? Is it giving up or giving in? Is it giving out? Is it giving to the dust a little too early? Premature, immature lust? Dust. 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 Again and again and again. Dust the carpet. Covet. Dust the carpet. Cover it in wet, sticky lust boogers beneath your nails, anything that's available, be available, be lustful, be a doorway, be wet, be an instruction, stitched into silk, soaking in the downpour of humanity, this is your humility, it's yours, you own it, digest, invest in inserting yourself into whatever situation you can without awkwardness, caress, 
how to be the support that's needed, how to nurture someone while they cry, to be with them unconditionally. The return is meaningful. The return changes things. Intentionally interrupting the flow, flawless cacophony, friendship, casual choreography, friendship, talking about, talking through, talking again. It requires a time of absence. It requires a time of duality. It requires a time to be its own entity. It requires that you forget about it for a time. Flawed. Fortitudes. Building up our walls in order to protect the noxious goods inside. Aside from that, there's nothing of insignificance. Important. Getting antsy. About what? Getting antsy to stop sooner. Slow down sooner. Anxious to do less. The word climax used without irony. An onslaught again and again and again. It's all too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too many. Too many times repeated three times. Don't stop going. Go and go and go and never give in.